Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1975's The Sunshine Boys, directed by Herbert Ross and starring Walter Matthau and George Burns. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched A uh, a Woman Under the Influence. There you go. Yeah, excellent movie. Um, John Cassavetes was a very original filmmaker, mm-hmm. and um, Jenna Rollins is a very original actor. Um, and of course, you got some great Peter Falk in this movie too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really it's not a fun time because none of Cassavetti's movies are a fun time. And uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> but but it is truthful, and you get a lot out of seeing it. That's good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, see, I've never seen it though. Oh, so okay. Now I've got to check it out, Dave. Yes, definitely. Um, I watched The Fountainhead from 1949. Have you oh, heard of this one? Uh, yes, I have. I've it's, seen that, actually. It's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't think it was really nominated for anything, but I, I heard someone talking about it. I was like, I should check that out. Right. Uh, it's about uh, architects yes. in the 1940s trying to make it big in the city right? and uh, making names for themselves. But it's really about like a man's integrity <laughs> and uh, control, that kind of stuff. Uh, it it's a really good movie, man. I know. Um, Gary Cooper's in it, and he's just fantastic. He is. It has, like, it feels like a little Citizen Kane at times. Yeah. You know, it feels like Dr. Strangelove at times. Like, right. it's, it's really good. So check out The Fountainhead, everybody. Yeah, and I know that it was based on the Ayn Rand uh, book, uh-huh. and it's, it's kind of like, a lot of people criticize it because some of it was... Some of the movie actually has a lot of Ayn Rand's personal philosophy mm-hmm. in it, just like what you know Gary Cooper's character. Uh-huh. How you know we are not going to compromise ever. No yeah. one can ever give me notes on anything. My vision is true. Yes, and um, the criticism is valid in some ways because, like you know, I would say the ending is terrible. Yeah, uh, it's a terrible ending that just really <laughs> has nothing to say. Right. Uh, but oh, Patricia Neal is the actress. Everybody. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, I can't believe I forget Neal. about Patricia Jeez, Neal. Of course, uh, she's dynamite in this movie. Right, so. and uh, she is also the star of uh, Facing the Crowd. Oh, yeah, along with that, Andy Griffith. That's yep. coming up on my list, Dave. Awesome, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, so now let's talk about the Sunshine Boys, Dave. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, so uh, the Sunshine Boys. There is a legendary comedy duo. Uh, from the vaudeville days mm-hmm. they performed together for about five decades lewis and clark lewis and clark are their names <laughs> and uh they were they were like lighting up the borscht belt for many many years and um they are now 80 years old mm-hmm. and one of them uh clark is still working uh trying to find work you know anywhere he can while uh-huh. lewis has you know like retired to, to private life yeah and uh they're their agent, um, who is uh, Clark's nephew, <laughs> is trying to get the duo back together for this TV special. And uh-huh. on ABC, yes, a, a big time TV, you know, thing mm-hmm. with Steve Allen and, and, and Phyllis Diller and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's get them back together. And uh, here we go. Yeah, this movie picks up eleven years after they uh, after Al Clark or Al Lewis retired. Yeah, and broke up the band, so to say. So, uh, Walter Matthau is Willie Clark. And George Burns is Al Lewis. Mm-hmm. And the movie really follows kind of Walter Matthau around. He's kind of the main protagonist, I guess, of the film. Yes. Uh, and he is bitter, and he has tons of resentment. He harbors more resentment than any person ever towards his ex-partner, Al Lewis, played by George Burns. 
and the comedy ensues. Uh, <laughs> Fast forward 45 years, and you're going to have probably me and Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is going to be what it's like, you know? <laughs> right. They'll be like the dudes, you uh-huh, know? Exactly. Instead of the Sunshine Boys. I'll, I'll you know, you'll be living in, in, in Collinsville, <laughs> like just across the uh, river. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'll be still hitting that St. Louis pavement, you know? Yep. Oh, God. Uh, trying to get a Frumpies commercial. <laughs> right. And uh, the, the third person in the film really is... Uh, Richard Benjamin's character, mm-hmm. Ben Clark. He's right. Willie Clark's nephew, and he's yes. his agent, who is the straight man of the film. Yes. And boy, oh boy, is he a great straight man, let me tell you. I Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, the movie picks up with Walter Matthau trying to find this studio to audition for a potato chip commercial. Uh, and he, he can't find it. <laughs> and I don't know about you. I was on the floor the whole time during this movie. I was too. Thank I, God, because I, I loved it too. I snorted. Uh-huh. Like, I was dying of laughter. This right. movie is genuinely hilarious. Yes, it is. I can't believe it. I, I, and I mean, like, <laughs> I guess it's not too surprising when you consider who's involved well, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but yeah, I was not. I was in kind of in no mood to check it out. And when I I was so so blown away and surprised. Me too. I was like, ah, oh, I gotta watch this now. Yes. I, I've never even really heard of this movie. Uh-huh. That's why I picked it because yeah. I was like, all right, what's a good comedy I haven't seen or even heard of? Right. And this came up. Okay, let's check it out. Yeah, this is definitely worth it. Right. Uh, definitely changed my mood. <laughs> yes, totally. I was literally LOLing, <laughs> laugh out louding. And and I started LOLing uh-huh. like, probably in about minute five when Walter Matthau is, <laughs> is, is given the address of like 345 <laughs> yeah. East 7th Street and he goes to 345 West 7th Street, uh-huh. walks into this mechanic's garage and he's asking, where's the audition? Yep. And the mechanic is under the car played by the... Great F. Murray Abraham, mm-hmm. who's credited only as mechanic. Uh-huh. He's got, uh, you know, his black curly hair, and he's young as hell. I didn't realize it was him until you just said that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that 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 is that is Salieri under that car, mm-hmm. and uh, he is trying so hard to convince Walter Matthau that he's got the wrong address, right? And also, even 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 beyond that, that this is not a place where you shoot commercials. Yep. And Walter Matthau keeps saying, well, maybe you can check the back. Maybe that's where they make the commercials. <laughs> and he just won't leave. Right. He won't leave this mechanic alone. Exactly. Oh, and he's getting having it up to here. Like, get out of here, old man. Yes. And then he leaves. And then you see him walking the wrong direction. And the guy's like, you're going the wrong way. Yeah, Murray's yelling out the thing. Yeah. Get, get the so other way. Funny. And, and Walter the, Matthau's like, don't tell me what to do. Walter Matthau gets down on his hands and knees and looks under the garage door <laughs> and says, don't tell me what to do. I've been in this city my whole life. I know where I'm going. That's right. <laughs> and he's on the wrong side of town. Oh, my God. His character is so <laughs> oblivious to... How, how, like, senile he's become and oh, how, yeah. how bitter he is and how wrong-headed he is. <laughs> he's so ignorant to all of this stuff. And I guess I guess that's a commentary just on show business people in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, because I've, I've read that a million times of, like, you know, reports from, you know, I guess anyone who was, who's been around show business, like, mm-hmm. hey, man, movie stars really are assholes, you guys. Uh-huh. Some of them are this bad. Uh-huh. Like, they, they, they have no conception of what real life is and... Um, they pretty much expect the whole world to stop for them because mm-hmm. he shows up to this audition finally when he gets there after the the you know detailed instructions from F. Murray Abraham mm-hmm. walks in. He's an hour late. Richard Benjamin is trying like hell to hold it together and get Johnny Fever to give him this you know audition. And I'm sorry, uh, Howard Hessman plays the the director uh-huh. of the commercial. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, they're about to walk out and they finally give him a shot. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> his audition goes about like you're picturing. Right. And the director's like, I got three minutes. You got to you gotta make it quick. And <laughs> of course, he's not making it quick. And the movie's full of these kind of... The really... I don't know how to describe it. It's that old style of comedy where it's like... It's the who's on first kind of comedy. Yes. You know, that kind of stuff. And I'm a sucker for that. So, okay, yeah. So that really... That helped a lot because I love that stuff. I do too. I mean, like vaudeville, it shouldn't fascinate me as much as it does, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I I'm I also respond to it myself. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's like, "All right, I'm ready now. Just give me ten minutes." Like those kind of jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's just all these quick, witty remarks. Uh, and when when Walter Matthau and George Burns are working together oh, in this man. movie, oh dude, it's dynamite. Everything they say is a one liner. Uh huh. And even when they're fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, so good. it's a real high wire act of just like, mm-hmm. how are you coming up with these jokes? Uh-huh. And then they, they're all, all the conversations keep spinning around back onto the other people. Like, yes. that's what I said. That kind of stuff. Yes, you know? of course. Uh, they repeat what the other person said as if that person was an idiot and didn't say it before. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's really funny. Yeah, and, and vaudevillians, I guess, they're always joking, and it can be exhausting. Uh-huh, yeah. And, you know, and they comment on it in this movie. Like, uh, I, th- I think Walter Matthau says it when, when George Burns says something to him, and Walter Matthau's like, I, I can't tell what's real or, or what's in our act anymore. Is, yeah. that, is that from our act from, like, 40 yeah. years ago? And George Burns says, I can't tell, and he, like, sits on the chair. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that part. Know. That's a great part. Right. Uh, yeah, good observation, Dave. That's, Thank you. That's so good. <laughs> So we get, we see all this stuff happening. It's really funny, introducing us to the characters. Uh, ben is having he can't handle his uncle anymore. Right. Like he he's he's been I don't know how long he's been dealing with his uncle, but uh, he's doing everything and going out of his way to help his uncle. I guess probably I, since his own career started, which it, they say he's in his thirties in the movie. So yeah. I mean, like since he got out of college, he's been trying to like for corral eleven years. This dude, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. Oh man! Wow. I couldn't do that. No way. This guy, and he, he's doing it because he's family. And that's a part of the movie that comes up, too. Like, uh, he's his family, but he's his agent. And uh, Uncle Willie treats him like an agent mm-hmm. the whole time until yes. the end of the movie. And when, spoiler, at the end, he's going <laughs> to put him in a, a nursing home, uh-huh. kind of, for old, you know, showbiz people. Yes. And uh, Walter Matthau gets upset about it, not because, you know, you're throwing me away. But it's like, are, well, are you still going to visit me? Mm-hmm. And Ben replies, well, that's the first time you actually treated me like a nephew instead of an agent. And it's, it's a really touching scene. It's a really scene, nice, it's sweet really moment. good. Yeah. Uh, in this movie that's full of gags, like right. you get some tender moments like this. Uh-huh. It's good. And I mean, like, as, as impossible of a character and person as Walter Matthau is, like, throughout this movie, I mean, like, you're laughing with him because he's giving such a great performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what this character is about, but at the same time, if you pictured yourself as Richard Benjamin, or even just a person who uh, like encounters this dude on the street, mm-hmm. I mean, you would be just seeing red at all times because this guy, like, y- you can't even talk to him. No, and he has no respect for anyone else. No. He's selfish. Oh, this guy sucks. And and I mean, like, like his hatred for for George Burns. <laughs> <laughs> I love how how much he hates him, and it can't be cured. Like by anything, by mm-hmm. by George Burns being as nice as possible and and respectful as possible, yep. it doesn't matter. And I like how the movie does that. It, George Burns is actually 
a fine person. Yes. You know? Uh, and it's Walter Matthau who has the problem. <laughs> but we're follow. I don't know if we're supposed to even be rooting for Walter Matthau, but we're seeing the story from his angle for yeah. most of it. Right. So we're kind of like, well, what the hell did George Burns do to him? You know, nothing. This guy's just a bitter asshole. <laughs> That's all it is. George yes. Burns retired and he wants to live a happy life with his daughter and grandkids. Yeah. You know, and just make those residuals. He's doing fine. Yeah. He's sitting on that porch enjoying his life. He's talking about his grandkids and what he gets to do mm-hmm. with them and stuff. And they're coming home from school and he's going to play. Uh-huh. And he, he doesn't need show business at all. Uh-huh. And Walter Matthau, like... He wants to work, but he also, but he, but has to be on his terms. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He, because he was a star, man. Exactly. You know? He's a big star, and he, like, we find out he actually, after all of this, you know, trash talk uh-huh. about George Burns, comes out. He was the best, and yeah. I respect him in- right. incredibly. Right. There's no Lewis without Clark, you know, or there's, whatever. There's, there's no, no Clark without Lewis. Exactly. No better actor. And he, because Ben asked him, well, like, why did you stick with him so long if you hate him so much? Because he was the best. Like, he actually still has this respect for him, even though he can't believe that he retired. Right. Know? Because that forced him to retire. You know, because yeah. their act was a duo. Right. And that he couldn't break off on his own. After 43 years of being the duo, he couldn't... I mean, of course that's going to be extremely difficult. Of course. <laughs> and I mean, I know that... Uh... I don't know if it was in vaudeville or just just in regular show business in general, but I mean, like, I know that like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis famously couldn't stand each other. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. they worked together on so many movies and TV shows for so long, and they were total enemies off camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and like this this weird relationship does exist where mm-hmm. where, where people can actually like entertain the masses and make mm-hmm. people laugh. Yep. And they want to kill each other as soon as the red light goes off. That sucks. It does, and and it's and it's incomprehensible to me, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the whole movie, first half of the movie, is Ben trying to get them to agree to do this ABC special, <laughs> and Walter Matthau, you know, is like, no, he's he's just gonna poke me. He's gonna give me the finger. He calls it <laughs> <laughs> because in the act, George Burns's character in their like comedy act routine that they do pokes him in the shoulder like yeah. during part of the routine. And Walter Matthau can't handle it. He can't handle it. And there's the when, whenever George Burns uh, says a word that begins with T. Yeah, he spits. Yeah, because he gets because it's funny when you say it like that. You you really enunciate that hard T. Yes. And he's and it's got all this alliteration, so it's just this repetitive. Right, right. Like in Walter Matthau's face, that's the joke. But Walter Matthau has done it for forty three years, and he can't take it anymore. And I think he's smart enough to know that that's the joke and that's part of it being funny. Yeah. But because he's so angry at George Burns, he just can't take it anymore. Right. Because he's personally annoyed. Yeah. Like he, he knows that this is the act, but he but can't like, drop his personal you know feelings for the act. Uh huh. <laughs> and this is skipping ahead a little bit, but like when they actually do have the dress rehearsal oh, God. in the TV that's studio, pretty good. I mean, like, so first of all, you have these two guys, I mean, George Burns and Walter Matthau doing like an absolutely spot on vaudeville routine Uh of this doctor's office and Mm -hmm. a tax collector. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're just enjoying that performance like it like if it was 1952 and you're in the Catskills, you know, Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is what life was like. Mm -hmm. But then you're, you're seeing the two of them do this and then you see like Walter Matthau's whole character change. That's that's part of his great performance. Mm-hmm. 
is that he switches from the doctor back to uh, Willie Clark uh-huh. and his voice changes, his manner changes, his eyebrows go up and uh-huh. he is pissed <laughs> off and he stops the thing dead and tells off George Burns for spitting in his face and giving him the finger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this is, this is some, some really impressive shit and they're already running late. Yeah. So the director is not having any of it. <laughs> they just basically blow this thing yeah. because of George or because of, uh, Walter Matthau's messed up psyche here. He can't. <laughs> what an asshole! I know, I know. Yeah. He, he's he's an incurable dick. Yeah, and and you know, like Richard Benjamin's character, he kind of reminds me a lot of Sidney Falco. Sweet smell yeah. of success. Yeah, yeah, he does. The way yeah. he's running all he even over looks town, like him, he kinda. does. He's got like a little bit of shellacked hair. Yep, it's that shiny black hair, man. Yes, and he he's just like kind of traversing New York and he's just trying to get this thing together. And then he's going back to ABC and he's talking mm-hmm. to them and then he's on the phone and he's talking to his wife and he's trying to like help, you know, get the yep. kids together and stuff like that. I mean like this yep. dude, he's going to die at 40. <laughs> yes. You know? I, I mean, he keeps <laughs> be doing this work for his uncle. Definitely. Exactly. And I love talking about New York, all the on, on site yeah. filming. It's really good stuff, man. Right. It's this like, it's the non-steady, steady cam work, you know, yes. that it just like the camera's walking with you, that kind of stuff. Right. It's, I love that stuff. And man, it looks great in this movie where like Ben and Willie are walking down the street talking mm-hmm. and it, it changes from, you know, the grumpiness and there's all these like little tiny, like split second moments of like, you know, remembrance and like nostalgia and stuff that comes out of Walter Matthau's mouth. Oh yeah. But, but then it comes right back around to this grumpiness, you know? <laughs> Um, it, like you said, Walter Matthau's performance is great in this I movie because he's flipping everything on on the on a dime. Right, like even words in a sentence, he changes the feeling you get from it. Yes, like, he's really good. And even because he is he is giving so much to this character, you actually begin to somewhat sympathize with him just in parts. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even though you, you you kind of realize, boy, I would hate this guy's guts if I met him in real mm-hmm. life. It's like you kind of start to understand maybe where he's coming from, and mm-hmm. um, m- maybe he did have his heart ripped out. You know, I'm sure he did because he said he wasn't ready to retire. Yeah, and basically was forced to retire. Which I mean, geez, I, I, if if anybody is forced to retire from something they love, I mean, you know that that would be a lot of people just do die in real life, you know, yeah. from from that kind of devastation. Yeah. So we do kind of understand where he's coming from in a way, like you said, he's not just a curmudgeon. He's yeah. He's he has some validity to what he's feeling. Right. the The whole movie is based on a Neil Simon play. Okay. Um, and there were times in it where I thought that it did seem very theatrical. In its, in its staging and everything, mm-hmm. which a lot of like film lovers often criticize. But I kind of really like when it does feel really theatrical. I mean, even if the movie feels like it's kind of claustrophobic or a filmed play, mm-hmm. um, I don't really mind that because they're usually being very true to the source material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in this case it is. I mean, you see like Richard Benjamin's comic timing. Like yeah. when he's just when he's mm-hmm. just in a hallway with Walter Matthau. Um, mm-hmm. Like sometimes he'll do like an actual face palm. Uh-huh. And and then he'll he'll have like a rejoinder to something that Walter Matthau said. Mm-hmm. You can tell that everybody in this movie has been on the stage their entire life, mm-hmm. you know, and they really know theater. And I really appreciate it. I don't mind it either. Yeah. It doesn't bother me as long as the performances are good. It's fine. It's with fine. Me. Exactly. If the perform- performances aren't up to it, then that's when it really becomes a problem because mm-hmm. there's really nothing else to hold you there. Right. So w- when they're this good, like in this movie, everyone's great in this movie. So. I know. Uh, 
Yeah, I, it works perfectly. Yes. It's great. And when you have actors, like you said, who, who, who can really handle this kind of stuff, you can have extended takes, uh-huh. you know, which which are, there's a lot of in this movie of just yeah. like mouthfuls of dialogue that these guys are just rattling off mm-hmm. and without without any cuts. Uh-huh. You know, it and, really helps. And the timing is perfect. Yes. So when you when so much of the dialogue is heavily reliant on perfect timing. Yeah. And you're doing extended takes and stuff. <laughs> You've, you've got to be right on. And these guys <laughs> nail it. Uh-huh. I don't know if they did a billion takes of this stuff, or I'd imagine that George Burns and Walter Matthau are just that good. Yes. And oh, they, they, they just knocked this out. Right. And George Burns, I mean, like, by this time, I mean, he's he's playing an 80-year-old man, and that's what he was in mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. And his his career, I mean, he, he started even before vaudeville. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was born in 1896, this dude. Jesus. You know? <laughs> Holy moly! He's been in show business since World War One. Mm-hmm. It's 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 <laughs> insane, you know. Dude, I didn't even think about that, but you're you're so right. Uh-huh. And I mean, I knew this movie's from 1975, right? And I I knew Walter Matthau growing up. He was in like the grumpier old men movies yes. or whatever, and uh, that's how I was introduced to him. Sure. And he's an old man there. And then this is 20 years before that, and he's ancient already. I was like, what? And I, I, had I to knew look... he was still old back exactly. then, but he looks the same. I, I had to look it up because I, I was, I was, I had that same reaction. Uh-huh. Like, what the, how old is this bastard? But like, I looked it up. He's playing a much older man. Okay. In this. They, okay. They, they've got him in kind of, he's only like 50 something years old in yeah. this movie. And it's like, okay, I get it. You know, did, grumpy they, do, old... did they do a little makeup on they him? They did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cause, cause right, like, that makes sense. Then. I had seen the movie Charlie Varick, which came out the year before this. And Walter Matthau looks 20 years younger yeah he's still know? he's not got all those wrinkles exactly. and, bowls and <laughs> yes stuff. and he's not bald and um he's not like hunched over yeah yeah it's and you know what's fascinating whenever they do age makeup on uh-huh. people it usually ends up looking how they look when they age it's th- is it, that so I know. odd i know like like these makeup artists are pretty talented yeah. like they can see in the future <laughs> and make somebody look like they actually are gonna look mm-hmm. yeah. i kind of want to sit for one like one time just to see what i'll look like as an old man you know oh, yeah, just, let's just for do my that. own <laughs> We can get Rick Baker to come over. Oh, and... God. I, yeah. Rick Baker would be the best. <laughs> Let's get Rob Bottin over here, too. And just, oh, man. He can make yeah. our heads like crab walk. See, exactly. And and I, I'd prefer that over look, knowing what I'm going to look like as an old <laughs> man. Too. I want to be terrified of myself. I want a, oh, I want an animatronic head crab of myself. <laughs> right. To scare the children. I want, uh, yeah, and one of your children would set it on fire. <laughs> oh, then, then my eyeball will come out of Wilford Brimley's <laughs> mouth or something <laughs> like that. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, anyway <laughs> Jesus Christ know, um, dude. That's a far different movie than this <laughs> um, So wh- where were we? Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 had, I know we got we, a little We kind of jumped around a little which is fine I mean Yeah uh, well, when we were talking about the, um, the actual uh, dress rehearsal Before they get into the dress rehearsal This is after they had like you know uh-huh. um, got Lewis and Clark got together And they, they agreed you know somehow to do them to do the show when they are actually in the TV studio mm-hmm. and uh, Richard Benjamin is trying to negotiate a dressing room for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. have to have separate rooms mm-hmm. um, because, they, <laughs> you know, because they hate each other. They end up like they can't they can't swing that. So they're both in room six and we get there. George Burns is applying his stage <laughs> makeup and there's this brilliant scene that has no dialogue. Yeah, um, it's all physical comedy. And man. Okay, so like Walter Matthau comes in there, gets out this like valise, 
and starts getting out his comedy equipment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And holy shit, dude. Like, he is being as annoying as possible without saying any words. Uh Uh-huh. He's bumping into George Burns, who's trying to apply his own makeup. Uh Uh-huh. He's... He's taking. He's using a towel to wipe his face, and then he like drapes it over George Burns' chair, like pushing him out of the way. You know, <laughs> when there's a coat rack and everything behind, yes. like he's just he's pushing all of the shit out of his area into George Burns' area, but uh-huh. not even just like placing. He's just pushing it all this tidal wave of crap onto the desk right in front of George Burns. Holy shit! It's it's something else. He's you know taking off his jacket and elbowing him. <laughs> you know. He's and then George Burns ends it all. He stands up and with his like makeup stick writes putts on the mirror. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh Christ. That was the biggest laugh. It is so funny. <laughs> and I actually just like almost killed myself now thinking about it. I mean, watching George Burns write the word putts in lipstick <laughs> on a mirror. I mean, wow, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> And then after this scene is when we get the actual rehe- dress rehearsal for the vaudeville act. Yes. The I forget what they call it, but it's the doctor sketch is what uh-huh. they've been calling it. Um, and, and you really <laughs> see it play out. You hear all about it up to this point. It's been like at least an hour. Yeah. And uh, you're like, all right, so I kind of want to see the sketch. And uh, you get to see it here. Yeah. And it's some funny shit. It lives up completely mm-hmm. to what, what what the hype we've been given about mm-hmm. like the, the comedy brilliance of these two. Yep. And actually, the movie becomes unpredictable in this moment because you're thinking, you know, throughout this whole thing of Richard Benjamin, like, you know, going back and forth from Jersey to Manhattan, that like the 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 climax of the film is going to be the actual live comedy. Right. That's routine. what you think. Uh huh. Instead, they're showing us the full dress rehearsal um, after Steve Allen introduces them mm-hmm. and gives you a history of like, you know, uh, uh, vaudeville uh, stuff. Right. Because the, the the show they're doing is called The History of Comedy. Yes. Yeah. And. And no, it, it's it's only an hour into the movie, and we're seeing the act. We're seeing what we assume would be the climax, right? And, and that's this. And I, I, it was very refreshing because I was just like sitting, sitting there going, "Well, if they're showing us this, then then we have a much different movie than I thought uh-huh. it was going to be." And then it it does kind of turn into something else because yep. they get into it, like we already said. Walter Matthau breaks character and is accusing George Burns of ruining his life and stuff, and. And they just both like storm off the set and it's over now. I mean, this ain't happening. (laughs) And uh, Walter Matthau's screaming at him and uh, George Burns is not in the wrong here. He's fine. Yeah. So he just leaves and tries to be a little respectful about it. Uh, But Walter Matthau is just rambling and screaming and he ends up having a heart attack in the stairwell. And the movie changes to this holy shit, he's going to die moment. Right. Yeah. which I thought was perfect, actually. I think the movie deserves to go there. Oh, I agree. Totally. Especially because this guy's such a prick. You know, he's got to have a moment to realize what he's doing to himself and to everyone around him. And also for the audience to, you know, be able to humanize this guy uh-huh. um, who's just been so ego-driven his whole life. And, and every, all the visible evidence we've seen is how impossible he is to work with. And for an 80-year-old man to see him like actually grab his chest and fall down a metal staircase, mm-hmm. like clutching, you know, clutching hanging on to chest, life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Walter Matthau, it's so sad. He's laying on his side and they're shooting him from that angle. Yeah. And you see Richard Benjamin like yelling, Some, someone get him a blanket and call an ambulance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he is like talking very softly and he's saying, you know, frumpies, frumpies, you know, yeah. I, I, he finally remembers the, the name of the potato chips. chips. Yeah. Um, boy, it's sad. It is sad. Uh, and it turns out, 
He he lives through it. Yep. He's in bed rest at home. He's not supposed to get up. And it shows George Burns. I think he's at the hospital just making sure he's okay. They don't get to go visit him or anything, but he's there and he's sitting there with his daughter and he's like, he yells at me on stage. He gets a million laughs. He yells at me off stage. He hits a heart attack. It's uh, it's, It might be my favorite line in the movie. Yes. It's so... It's so spot on to what the movie's about. Yes. Like these, this guy's relationship with each other, you know? Right. Um, they hate each other off the stage, and they, they're great on stage. So it's a give and take. Right. And, and we've been praising Walter Matthau's performance rightly so throughout this whole thing. George Burns, I know why he won the Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was, it's another thing that I was not expecting was because I, all I know from George Burns is like what I grew up with in the 80s, just watching like his stand-up comedy, which was just mm-hmm. like right. a, a bunch of jokes about him being a very old mm-hmm. man. I'm watching this. He's a true actor. Yeah, you he's know, great. He's really great in, in these moments and so sympathetic. And in that moment where he says what he says to Richard Benjamin, like because, you know, the, uh, Walter Matthau can't have any visitors. And he says, do you mind if I just sit here a minute? Mm-hmm. Uh, it would feel good to sit here. He's mm-hmm. just going to sit in this lobby of this hospital, not being able to see his longtime friend. And that's that's enough for him. And, and yeah. then the camera has that great like that kind of back it out of it. It pulls back out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they repeat that sort of shot throughout the movie. It's the end of the movie, too. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really excellent, like, sort of dolly motion yeah. that, that just backs out of a room and fades. And, you know, you, when you have the center of the screen being um, a somewhat out of focus, but but very much the focus of what you're thinking about mm-hmm. George Burns, I mean, it just gets you. And I love how he says that. He wants to sit there. He wants to be with Willie. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't be physically next to him he could be in the hospital supporting him yes even though the reason he's in the hospital is because he was yelling at you uh a couple hours ago right you know he's still there for him even though all, they've gone through all this stuff over the last 50 years you know <laughs> he's still there he's got he's there for him and like when when walter Matthau was yelling at him mm-hmm. like like on the set and and saying you know you spitting in my face and he's giving me the finger <laughs> like george burns is standing there so innocent. Uh-huh. Like, he's got those big glasses. He's so nearsighted. He can't even, like, look around. <laughs> and uh, he's just going, what? I, I don't know what's happening. You know, I well, what's... Because right, it's the routine. Exactly. And and he even says something about, like, you know, that is the act. We're, we're, we're such and such. You know, I'm spitting in your face. And that's... Mm-hmm. that's you got to just take it because the show must go on. Uh, <laughs> you know. And I love how he's like, that's the act. And then earlier in the movie, Walter Matthau is trying to sabotage their act yeah. when they're rehearsing in the apartment. <laughs> Because you have to knock on the door and he says, come in. But he changes the words to (laughs) enter. Enter. (laughs) Just to fuck with George Burns. And he won't stop. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like all George Burns is saying is like, can you say the line? Like we've rehearsed it for 50 years. And he's like, why? We've been doing it for 50 years. Let's spice it up. Spice it up. And then he's like, the reason we've been doing it for 50 years is because it's good. We don't change it. (laughs) <laughs> and then Walter Matthau does the ultimate oh, prick I move. Oh, I love it. I love it. He says, he says, okay, you're right. We'll do it. And then they, they kind of call action. He walks in and, and, you know, he's expecting him to say, come in. And he just very dramatically throws his hand in the air and goes, enter. And then he just starts yelling at him because George Burns has had it. He's going out the door. He's uh-huh. walking down the hall. And Walter Matthau is running after him, yelling and repeating, enter. 
He's even screaming it from the balcony. Right. And then he gets out in the car, tells his daughter, just go. Just go. And she's like, why? And then you hear from the third floor window across the street, and he's hanging out the window doing it. Holy it's shit. so funny. It's so, so good. Not even to mention the the, the door that won't unlock gag that keeps oh, happening oh, right in the man. middle of all this. Yes. It's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> this movie is hilarious i mean like to be able to pile jokes on top of each other Uh like this i mean uh i called it a high wire act earlier it's it's more than that Mm -hmm. i mean because you know there is just no floor i mean like you you have to they're layered upon layered yeah Yeah. there's long jokes that take long time to come out there's jokes (laughs) that are just instant and they're all on top of each other Uh building and like making more things happen it's so perfect. Yes, the, the rapid fire jokes have to have to keep coming for it to build to the big joke that's uh-huh. coming that, that's been leading to and and when it does hit, it's punctuated by like six or seven more rapid fire uh-huh. jokes. <laughs> I, I don't know how these guys do it, really. It's, this is it's good. Yeah, it's really awesome. The whole movie is a vaudeville. It is. It, it's it's perfect. I know. I wish I could stop saying words like perfect because I, I, I that doesn't really tell you anything. Right, exactly. I, I like to try to be more descriptive for the listeners, but I'm having a hard time right now. Well, when we really like something like this, it, 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 it that's what that's what it comes off uh-huh. as is, is us just repeating the same the same like adjectives over and yeah. over again. We're like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah. You know. Oh god. <laughs> Imagine if the podcast was just us being like, dude, this was awesome. It turns, yeah. Remember yes. that part? That was awesome. It's the Chris Farley yeah, show. It's the Chris Farley. Like whenever remember we when really you were in like the it. Beatles. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> Did you ever see Terminator? Like I, I, I find myself doing that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the movie, though. That that whole when they're rehearsing in the apartment. Yeah, and this is like the second time they've seen each other in eleven years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And just getting them in that room together uh-huh. was yeah. was like took every bit of Richard Benjamin's life bar. You <laughs> yes. know, like he he had to somehow finagle this this meeting, and when he does, it all goes to shit. And. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, like, like watching George Burns then uh, come back into Walter Matthau's like den mm-hmm. into this showbiz apartment that that's like it's got all of his like you know wall of ego, you uh-huh. know, all of their their He's got programs, old publicity shots and yes. everything just p- pasted up everywhere. Richard Benjamin brings him variety every week and some cigars every Wednesday, um, and you know he's got to go through the trades and, and find out what what's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, and there's all these old jokes like, oh, yeah, Sal Bernstein died or whatever. Yes. And like they're like, oh, yeah, I remember him. He was over there working at the Flamingo. or what? And they're like, no, that was Sal Burton. Uh-huh. Like, and they just keep going back and forth like this, correcting each other for like 10 minutes straight. And, <laughs> and then it all comes like full circle around. Like, that's what I said. Like, it's so funny. Can I tell the, you the timing? I, it, oh God! I, yeah. I, I, I yes, know. Go, I, go I, ahead. I have seen <laughs> that exact scene play out with people from my hometown. Like actual real Elderly people. Yes, they're mm-hmm. sitting there reading yep. the Holmes County Hub and saying, "Oh, uh, you know, uh, Matt Hirschberger died. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Didn't he work over at the so and so? No, no, no. That was uh, Brian Yoder. No, uh-huh. uh, no, that was Stitch Mast. Whatever. And it's like, <laughs> good lord, everybody, how do you not remember anyone? You know, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so now Walter Matthau's had the heart attack. He's in bed rest, and George Burns is there to visit him. So, so uh, nephew Ben is trying to break the news. You know, he's going to come up and see you. Mm-hmm. And before he does that, he's like, you know what? Why don't you come and live with us? You know, you can live with me and my wife and our kids and everything will be fine. 
and, and he turns it down. Yeah. And he's like, well, how about this place? And he tells him about that nursing home, which he already scoped it out. And mm-hmm. that, that's what kind of hurts Walter Matthau's feelings. He's right. like, oh, man, you already. So you already looked at this place before you even invited me to live with you. It kind of yes. hurt his feelings a yes. little bit. This is the only, one of the only few times we see him actually be a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after this, which he'd rather go to the old folks home than live with him, you know, like he, <laughs> he makes a joke about it. So, so that's, what's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that, then he has George Burns come up and George Burns has been sending him all these flowers and chocolates and stuff. And he's been complaining about them and there's no cards and there's no names on them, but uh, he knows they're from George Burns. <laughs> so when George Burns comes up, he has Ben help him like, Sit in a chair as far away from the door as possible so that George Burns has to walk to him as far as possible because, you know, screw that guy. I'm not giving him one inch. This guy has to walk all the way over to me. <laughs> it's, it's not only that he doesn't want to see him like having bed rest, but uh-huh. he ha- he's going to he's going to set up the chair and it's going to be in the very back of the apartment, which uh-huh. isn't it's about a 10 foot longer walk than he would yeah, have had to make. Yeah, it's not that bad. But he's going to get every inch of like <laughs> superiority out of this yeah. interaction, man, cuz like cuz <laughs> I'm Willie Clark. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and he has to be sitting up. He's got to have his jacket on. Yep. He's not going to give him the satisfaction of seeing him laying in that bed in no his pajamas. Way. No way. You know, he's going to be strong. <laughs> so he comes up and then George Burns says something about uh, like all the flowers, you know? And he goes, yeah, someone's sending me all these terrible flowers with like, disgusting chocolates. Like, just, <laughs> just so he can jab at George Burns. They, they stink know? up the place. Yeah, they stink up the place. <laughs> and that call, that's a callback to a joke before because uh-huh. George Burns tell him, you know, you can make the place nicer with some flowers. <laughs> uh. and, and, you know, like when, when him and uh, when Walter Matthau was talking to Richard Benjamin about what, what his new, next move is and, mm-hmm. and how, the, you know, whether to go to the, uh, the actor's retirement home in New Jersey or go live with Richard Benjamin. Uh-huh. Like he, he can't, Walter Matthau can't remember Richard Benjamin's kids names. He always yeah. calls them like, you know, something mm-hmm. that's not. And he said that at one point that like the last time he was over there, like one of the kids hit him with a baseball bat <laughs> and you know, that probably didn't happen, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but he weighs his options. And he goes, so it's either the baseball bat or New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he realizes, okay, I'll go to the old actor's home, which by the way, I kind of want to visit, an actor's retirement home. Are those real? Yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. There, there's one in, there's a big one in LA. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's one in New York. That's probably, yeah. you know, and I mean, talk about, you know, like a, a place you'd want to spend time. Well, apparently they all do performances every, every weekend. Yes. You know, they perform for each other. Yes. Like it's gotta be a good time. It's gotta be great. That, that has gotta be a swinging place. But imagine all the egos there. Oh man. I bet, I bet it's uh, it's what we see here times yes. 10. It, it's, it's probably like high school. You know, I bet, yeah, it's probably I mean, just it's like just, you know, pe- people like, like excluding each other, clicks mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's as fun as, as, as kind of like fanboy as I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be kind of like, okay, guys, you know, if I was in charge of the place going, mm-hmm. you need to include, you know, Sid over there mm-hmm. in your thing. Yeah, so uh, he, he tells George Burns, you know, he's got some, he's got some big opportunities coming up, you know. He's, yeah. He's got a gig, he can either get a gig in uh, uh, New York or he can go on the road, you know. <laughs> To, to Jersey or whatever. Yes. And uh, he's like, I think I'm going to take the one in Jersey. You know, he's referring to the nursing home, uh-huh. but he's just trying to make it sound like he's got some good stuff coming up. Right. here. You know, he's, he's, still a, in the business. he's hitting it big still. Yeah. So, so, so aren't you jealous, George Burns? <laughs> and then, you know, of course, the, the obvious joke that you don't see coming until when it does is that George Burns is also going to go to the retirement home. <laughs> oh. When he reveals to him 
that he's going to move out of his daughter's house and go to the nursing home where Walter Matthau has just agreed to go. It's the perfect joke to end the movie with. Because <laughs> they're going to be together again till they die. <laughs> and it's just so good. I, I, I kind of feel good about it just because, you know, we're going to like probably see this uh, this relationship forever, uh-huh. you know, but at the same time, I, I can imagine like what's going through Walter Matthau's head. If, if there was a person you truly couldn't stand uh-huh. and you've managed to go the last 10 years without seeing them, mm-hmm. even though your hatred for them hasn't dissipated in any right. way. Now you're going to live with them mm-hmm. in the same facility. Right. See, and I like, he's been able to function fine without him. Yes. It's not this codependent thing, you know, no. it's, it's, he's fine without this guy. He still hates him and resents him. But he can function fine without him. Yeah. So it's not like they have to be together. You know, they're not like meant to be together. Right. Uh, but that's the way it's going to be now. They, they got to be together. <laughs> Sorry, Walter Matthau. I mean, it, it's it's the only way, I guess, their lives could have ended. Mm-hmm. Um, if, yeah. if you work, work with someone that long and like your whole identity is kind of tied in with theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the only ending and for you. And if you think about it, they do performances at the at the retirement home. If they are both there, they're going to be forced to do their routines together over and over again. And we all just saw what happened. So <laughs> imagine that happening every week. Is, is Walter Matthau going to diva out every time? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is he going to get pissed off? With, Maybe. With, I mean, because you know George Burns isn't going to change his his comedy K's and T's. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's still going to use that finger motion. <laughs> um, I mean, wow. What, what, we, what we just saw play out is going to be every Saturday night for the next at least 10 years. Yep. Yep. Because there's no way these guys are dying right away. <laughs> oh, what an ending. And th- then they start like... What do they start doing? They start doing that. Oh, no, that was so-and-so yes. at whatever, whatever. Yes. They start doing that again, and the camera, again, dollies back out and fades. Yep. Very slowly. Yes. S- slower than any movie I think I've ever seen it mm-hmm. happen in. Uh, and then the credits start rolling up. Right. Uh, very good ending to the movie. When it, when it did end like that, I was actually a little bit... I, I knew... I could see the ending coming, of course. You, mm-hmm. you can kind of sense when, when a story is being concluded. Mm-hmm. But for it to pull back like that, and when they start like repeating... That that bit that we knew earlier about you know them you know trying uh-huh. to figure out who died whatever yeah. and who was who <laughs> yeah. I was like boy I as much as I was impressed by the movie and thought it had a good ending I I kind of wanted to spend a little more time with these characters yeah the movie's about a uh, hundred minutes I think yeah which I actually appreciated because yeah. I'm tired of watching movies that are 130 minutes uh, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think but that's that's me personally. Well, I mean, that has nothing to do with this film. But I'm I'm tired of watching movies that are 150 minutes that have no good goddamn reason for being 150. That's minutes. true. Yeah. I mean, a Captain America movie just has no business, you know, being anything over, you know, two hours. Well, how are you going to tell 40 different storylines, Dave? I, you know what? Good point, <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> good lord, I what can are tell you thinking? how. Just only write like three storylines. Yes. <laughs> and and you, and you know what you can also have for that you can have more movies. You oh. you could just keep releasing other separate don't, films. Don't worry, they've got enough movies each containing forty storylines. You're right, but but why not take those forty storylines and make forty movies? If if all you guys care about is making money, I can show you how to make money. There, there's a some kind of cost analysis into that, I'm sure. Oh God, uh, they can't they can't produce that many high level movies and make that much return on it. I bet someone out there, some accountant yeah. has sat down and yeah. punched in a number 
Okay, Iron Man, Spider Man, blah 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 blah. <laughs> All right, uh, four movies. So it's, eighteen storylines in each one, and that's the maximum profit. So it's been the, this. This has been. Studied. I guarantee it. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you probably How have could it. it. Not. I know. But, and, and here we are, one hundred and fifty minutes. Every single goddamn comic book movie that 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 is. Oh, forget it. And I'll tell you what. This movie is better than any comic book movie you could ever show me. Straight up. Hey, I'll tell you that right now. Do, I, like, it is, it, it's not even like where it's just, it's not even a choice. I mean, like, like if some, I would laugh in someone's face if they tried to tell me that Iron Man is better than this film. Right. You They're know? completely different movies, though. And that's the thing. It's hard to compare them. It is hard to compare but, them, but I know, you can I mean, st- I, I am sticking in, I have become Walter Matthau in this moment. I am right, yeah. stubborn <laughs> as fuck, and I'm just like, you know, no what? No, don't don't try to convince me. No, I, I, I'm i on your side. Right. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> anything else? Um, yeah, just, uh, there was one thing, um, did you recognize the lady playing Walter Matthau's nurse uh, at his house? Mm-mm. Not um, really. Her name was Rosetta Lenoir. Okay. And she was uh, in Family Matters as Reginald Bell Johnson's mother. Oh, my God. That was yes, Grandma Winslow. Yes, it is. It's Grandma Winslow. You're right. <laughs> yeah, pretty she cool. She did seem a little familiar, but yes. I, I, I didn't even think about it. I recognized the voice, and I was like, who is this lady? I, I know her from somewhere. I looked it up. Sure enough. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> um, and also, this is, this is the second Herbert Ross film we've done. What else did we do? The Secret of My Success. No way. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. This one's better. This one is far better. <laughs> this and is way better. This is him when he still has everything going. He he Herbert Ross did a lot of theater, and this is like you could tell that you needed someone with a steady hand, a steady theater hand mm-hmm. for this kind of material. So Secret of My Success is just it was a it, the cake fell. But this one, mm-hmm. he's really on his game. That movie was a huge hit though. I know. It was. I it, looked it up, it was the seventh biggest box office success of nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, it was a huge hit. Yeah. Ugh, it, unthinkable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, would you recommend this movie, Dave? Yes, very much so. A mm-hmm. four-star recommend. Four stars. I'm going to give it five stars. Oh, okay. This movie was amazing. Yes. There, there's another great adjective that describes a lot of things for you. Amazing. It, amazing. <laughs> That's right. No, I just... I, I don't know what it was. I I didn't want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it was late at night. I wanted to go to bed. I was yeah. like, I got to watch this. I, I'll watch it. Turn it on. And within seconds, I was just totally into it. Yeah. And it, it blew me out of the water. I know. This movie is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's such a pleasant surprise. So I'm giving it five stars and a total recommend. Awesome. Uh, the Sunshine Boys is a must-see. Okay. All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use iTunes, find us on any other podcatcher. Or go to dudesonmovies.com and you can find anything you need right there. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies and our email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. And we have a voicemail, 304-804-DUDE. Call in and give us your answer to the question of the week. Dave, what is the question of the week? Um, this is a weird one, everybody. Uh, what is your favorite comedy duo? Yeah, there you go. You know? Uh, there's lots of them out there. Right. We didn't mention any by name, but we could have. Yes. Uh, so you guys tell us the comedy duos. Mm-hmm. 304-804-DUDE. Leave a voicemail and we'll play it on our monthly response show. Yes. Now, stay tuned next week when we do 1999's Magnolia, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson and starring Tom Cruise and Julianne Moore and many others. We had to pick it just, we had to limit it. So, uh, yeah, those two plus a lot others. And it's only three hours long, everybody. Yeah, but it's worth it. Yes. All right. For damn good reasons. (laughs) So, until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.